0: I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 18, How to Kick the Sugar Habit, part two. To the Healthy Families Rule podcast hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. Hang out with me each week to learn recipes, exercise practices, and coaching tips to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Please note that the info provided in the show is intended to educate and elevate, but it's not meant to be a substitute for advice from your medical provider. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. How was your weekend last week? I had a really great time at the funeral for my grandmother. We ended up just a very small gathering of people. We did a luncheon afterwards and the next day we went out on the lake and my brother took us out on his boat and we had the most fabulous time ever. So I know we're supposed to be social distancing and whatnot, but there's probably a little bit of a rule there when it comes to family that maybe you can be a little bit closer than six feet. That's what I think. Well, let's get on with the episode. This is part two of how to kick the sugar habit. And we're just gonna jump right into it. So from personal experience and experience with my clients, I know that sugar cravings are almost impossible to end unless you take action to combat them. So again, while a sweet treat now and then won't hurt you, your brain is hardwired to be addicted to sugar, just like it is a drug, it makes you want more and more until suddenly no amount is enough. Have you ever just tried to eat one Oreo cookie and be satisfied? You end up needing a lot more, don't you? Because no amount is enough. Now to live your best life, you need to take care of yourself first. So let's focus on some of the daily choices you can make that can help your life be happier, healthier, and more productive to truly live the life you have always imagined are you ready for this some tips that i'm going to give you today they'll be familiar and some will be new some will be just very good reminders for you i'll explain some of them in detail as we go but the first tip number one this is what we do to kick the sugar habit we need to Lay off the sugar. Well, duh, right? But this may sound impossible because sugar's in everything, but it actually isn't. The following tips will all help you to naturally reduce your sugar intake. And I know this. I am a recovering sugar addict myself. And I have coached hundreds of clients off the sugar roller coaster with my five-day whole foods reset challenge and my private health coaching with my clients. But we need to avoid or limit sweetened coffee drinks, candy, cookies, and most desserts because some cravings come from foods that we have recently eaten. After one sip or bite, your body's going to want more. Do you notice that around the holidays, your cravings for sweets increases after having more desserts than usual? Seek out low-sugar or healthier alternatives, such as 70% or higher dark chocolate versus milk chocolate. Now, I really like you know 75 to 85% dark chocolate bars, and you can enjoy just a little square every day for your, your sweet tooth. Um, sugar is okay in small quantities, but most of us tend to have way too much. And much of it comes in the form of sneaky sugar foods that we don't suspect have sugar. More on that in just a second. But a great rule of thumb is to eat healthy, nutrient-dense foods 80% of the time. Then when you go out to eat or at a party, you can feel free to indulge if you want to for the other 20%. Now, I adopt the 90-10 rule myself. But we are all unique, and you need to figure out what works best for you. I have some clients that eat 100% healthy Monday through Friday, and then they are more relaxed on the weekends. And part of one-on-one health coaching is figuring out what is the best solution for each client. Tip number two, I want you to avoid the fake stuff. That's artificial sweeteners. Artificial ingredients, those affect blood sugar levels and are linked to other serious health problems. Now, if you need to add a sweetener, use just a small amount of natural sugar. If you need to use white or brown sugar, just try to use less. Sometimes you know, when we're baking, we feel like we have to follow those ingredients to a T, but when it comes to the sugar, try cutting that amount in half. I guarantee you'll still feel like the cookies or the cakes or whatever you're baking tastes just as amazing with less sugar. Your palate changes and you're going to crave fewer sweets as you eat less sugar. If you want sweetness, I recommend consuming real sweeteners, like local wild raw honey. Unprocessed stevia, 100% pure maple syrup, I like the grade B. And also dates, and they make date syrup as well. Sugar-free or fat-free on a product, that usually means artificial sweeteners are in the product. So if you're thinking about sweeteners like aspartame, that that would be your equal, your NutraSweet, or their saccharin, that is your sweet and low, really bad for your body. The body does not know how to assimilate these artificial chemicals. These are man-made chemicals, which is why it has zero calories. So I know you love your Diet Coke and your Coke Zero and all of that, but guess what? They're worse for you. I hate to bring it out like that. Research continues to show that these substitutes actually cause weight gain by stimulating your appetite and your body's fat storage capabilities, even though they are touted as diet products. We need some long-term studies here, so just assume that it's not safe. Tip number three, I want you to find the sneaky sugar. What are some items you've purchased and later were shocked to find out they contained sugar. Think about that for a second. What were some items you purchased and then later found out they contained a lot of sugar? So sometimes, you know, we don't think about um, the salad dressings, the peanut butter, the pasta sauce, but nearly 70% of that added sugar that Americans eat, it comes from those processed foods that are in cans or jars or packages. So to avoid this sneaky sugar, you've got to limit processed food that comes in a package and focus on real nutrient dense food. This is why we tell you to shop the perimeter of the grocery store and not so much those middle aisles. Even some so-called healthy foods contain sugar. For example, a lemon poppy seed cliff bar has 21 grams of sugar or five teaspoons. Now let's compare that to a chocolate glazed cake donut from Dunkin' Donuts, which has 13 grams of sugar or three teaspoons. See that? That's where the sneaky stuff comes in when we think we're buying these healthy products and then we find out they're not so healthy after all. Overconsumption of refined sweets and added sugars found in everyday foods has led to an increase of chronic disease, and that's what I'm trying to prevent for you, my friends. So tip number four, you've got to become a label reader. Sugar is often disguised in over 250 aliases labeled as corn syrup, lactose, dextrose, maltose, glucose, or fructose. And anything pretty much ending in O's is typically a sweetener. Now, high fructose corn syrup, which you know is really, really bad for you. We want to avoid that. Any item that lists any form of sugar in the first few ingredients or has more than four grams of sugar, I think it should be limited or not eaten at all. So at home, just raise your hand if you read the labels of all of your purchases when you're out at the grocery store or raise your hand if you're going to start going, uh, when you're going to start reading these labels as you're going to the store. Okay. And you're looking at these, these products. And then my tip number five is to simply listen to your cravings. Now our bodies are sending us messages through discomfort or food cravings that need to be decoded. We got to trust our body and listen to those cravings as our new BFF. Now we may crave certain foods such as sugar when we are dissatisfied with a relationship, we feel bored, stressed or simply uninspired. Perhaps you need a hug or a pleasant walk outside, a glass of water or an apple with almond butter. Listen to your body as it tells you what you actually need. It's not going to be sugar. Have you been spending too much time in front of a computer screen? Not been drinking enough water? Are you drinking too much wine or alcohol? You know, those messages are just too important for us to just ignore. Now, some of my clients, they'll keep a craving journal and they rate their cravings from one to 10 and note their thoughts and type of cravings they are having. So the first step is awareness of these cravings and thinking about why we may be having them in the first place. And cravings are not the problem. Listen to what your body is telling you. We have been taught to believe that our inability to stick with a diet is all our fault. It's a flaw in our body and our willpower. When we give into our cravings, many of us, we feel guilty and worthless. But cravings are not weaknesses. In reality, they are important messages meant to help us maintain balance. It all comes down to trusting our bodies instead of thinking of our cravings as an enemy to be ignored. Think of a craving as a best friend telling you a secret. And as I started to become in tune with my body throughout the years, giving up sugar Um, eating certain foods that would cause me to have a phlegm buildup or cause acne, I started to really listen and go, oh, this is not something my body wants me to be eating. I need to start cutting this out. And if I go a day or two and not eat as many veggies as I'm used to eating, I can feel it in my body. It's telling me, it's giving me these messages that in order to eliminate well and to have energy and to feel great, I've got to up those servings of veggies. It's really quiet. It's like a whispering within my body. And when you become in tune with your body, you will hear these same messages. You will know exactly what you need to do to move forward with your health. And so my tip number six is to feel the difference in what you eat. Now, studies suggest that we think differently when we eat meat, eat broccoli, or drink coffee. How about drinking alcohol or eating sugar? Our food goes into our stomach and as it gets digested, it gets absorbed into our blood. Our blood is what creates our cells, our tissues, our organs, even our thoughts. That's interesting. So both research and personal experience both demonstrate that what we eat affects how we think and how we act. Stop and think for a moment about how you feel throughout the day. Do you sometimes feel like you have brain fog? And maybe you're tired after lunch? Are you angry and irritable between meals? Or maybe you're energized by a great meal. I want you to feel the difference in the moods that prompt you to eat certain kinds of foods. What is your mood craving? Now, the standard American diet, also known as the SAD diet, uh, S-A-D, standard American diet, is high in processed carbs and poor quality animal meat while lacking in vegetables and water. SAD, the standard American diet that leaves many people in a bad mood. It's hard to feel inspired and happy when you're living on chemical artificial junk food and many nutritionists refer to this relationship as the law of malnutrition. Now, someone could be overweight, but also malnourished. People want to be lifted out of a bad mood and gain energy, but the irony is that these foods are a big part of the problem, and when your blood sugar goes up, you get that woohoo! that good feeling. Uh, But then it crashes down and you are in a vicious cycle since you need to eat more to feel the temporary good again. Starting today with an action plan and support, you can get off the sugar roller coaster for good. Each person's food sensitivity, that varies. And this is called bio-individuality. A certain food could be good for one person than for another person. You know, foods. They can act like a poison to some people. Every single person I have health coached is different. Most people need to drink more water, eat more veggies, sleep more, move more. But when it comes to behavior changes and to truly figure out which foods are best for you, each person's different. It is amazing and an honor to help people feel good in their own bodies. Maybe to get rid of anxiety, stop binge eating, or reduce pain in their body. They have the freedom to choose, you know, which foods to eat that will nourish them to help them live a full, healthy, happy life, the one they've always imagined. And my tip number seven is to drink more water. Most people are chronically dehydrated. We often mistake thirst for hunger. The first sign of dehydration is thirst. So we need to be listening to our body's signal. If you have water right now next to you, pick that water bottle up and let's toast right now to good health and we're gonna drink that water. Let me talk to you about crowding out. One of the central concepts taught at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, school I went to, that occurs when you add certain foods to your diet to crowd out the unhealthy cravings. An example, is drinking more water and eating more greens to help control those cravings. A good measure of how much water you should drink per day is to take your body weight, divide that by two, and change that to ounces. So for example, if you weigh 160 pounds, then around 80 ounces of water would be the right place to start. The amount of water will probably increase if you're exercising or perhaps you live in a hot state or you're out in the heat. But studies show that people who drink two glasses of water before meals, they feel fuller and they eat less. Our body naturally detoxes overnight. Did you know this? But we tend not to drink enough water to flush those toxins out. I recommend to my clients to drink a full glass upon waking. Anytime they feel hungry, before snacks, and around 20 to 30 minutes before each meal. If you're not used to drinking water regularly, try initially replacing just one of your other drinks, such as a sugary drink or coffee with a glass of fresh water. And you know how a lot of people are addicted to Diet Coke. Replace at least one serving. If you're having more than one serving of Diet Coke a day, replace one of those with water. Keep a check on your urine. As a guide, it should be plentiful, pale in color, and odorless. Have fun with your water. I want you to add fresh mint, berries, cucumber, lemon, or essential oils to add more flavor. Most people drink cold water, but you can mix it up and drink hot water with fresh lemon or fresh ginger. And this is my go-to drink when I wake up in the morning. Uh, It's such a perfect way to start the day. Drink green or herbal tea and experiment with the different flavors. Does anyone have uh, any favorite herbal teas that have a natural sweetness to them? Think about that. Do you, do you like any? What's your favorite flavor? Licorice tea or any tea blend with licorice tends to be a great one for those those sugar cravings. With my clients, we determine a good strategy to add more water to their diet and everyone's different, so experiment to see what works for you. But some people use water phone apps, some use a form of check boxes, you know, that they're doing. Others pour their estimated water amount into a few containers and put a time on each water bottle as a goal for when it will need to be empty. A simple strategy could be to start with eight rubber bands on a drinking glass and take one off every time you refill. Give yourself a break and distract yourself. This is tip number eight. Be patient and wait 20 minutes to evaluate what you are truly craving. It may not be food. Do something active to distract your brain and those crazy cravings such as taking a walk, playing a game, or cleaning, but preferably not the kitchen. If you are at work, see if you can take a real break and go outside and disengage from work. You may be stressed or sitting for too long and taking care of your mental health must be a priority. After the 20-minute active break, if you are indeed hungry, you will be mindful of choosing a nutrient-dense snack instead of a sugar-loaded carb. A glass of water and an apple with a small handful of nuts and maybe some jerky is a great go-to snack and easy to pack along with you for whatever kind of day you may have planned. Okay, I've given you guys a lot to think about today, so I'm going to stop the podcast here and um, just let's just review what I talked about. I gave you eight tips for kicking the sugar habit. I've got about seven more and those will come up next week for you. But here's what we covered today. Tip number one was to lay off the sugar. So we've got to make a plan to start weaning it and getting it out of our home. Tip two was to avoid the fake stuff. So no more artificial sweeteners or anything, uh, you know, that is touted as a diet product or zero product. We've got to really start to avoid that fake stuff. Find the sneaky sugar. That's tip three. So start looking at your condiments and in salad dressings, of course, and ketchup. And just see where you're seeing all this extra sugar you are You know, ingesting so that we can continue to wean you off of it. Tip number four was to be a label reader. We've got to start reading those labels and understanding that the sugar comes in all those different aliases, over 250 different names, most of them ending in O's. So look for that. Tip number five was to listen to your cravings. Really start to listen to your cravings. Do you need more friends in your life? Are you lacking in romance? What's going on that's causing you to want to emotionally eat and to eat a lot of sugar? So let's look at that. We're going to listen to the cravings and try to give our body what it really needs instead of the bad stuff. And then the next tip was to feel the difference in what you eat. Maybe a steak versus broccoli sits differently in your stomach. We know that Food creates our thoughts and feelings. And so as we learn to feel the difference in what foods make us feel amazing and uplifted and hopeful and happy versus lethargic, depressed, anxious, food can give you those emotions. So start to feel the difference in what you eat. The next tip was to drink more water. Oftentimes it's not hunger, it's hydration. So drinking water before meals and Really helping your body to flush everything out is going to be really helpful for reducing those cravings. And that last tip I gave you of the day was to just give yourself a break. Go on a 20-minute walk. Step away for a second. Truly evaluate if indeed you need that sugar fix or not. And you'll be more mindful when you come back from your walk or your meditation. Just commit to 20 minutes before eating that treat and let's see how you really feel. Okay, just step away and take a break. All right, thank you for joining me for part two of how to kick the sugar habit. I'll be back, like I said, next week with the rest of the tips and to finish out this series for you so that you can really get a handle on any addiction problem you might have going on for you or your children. All right, if you'd like to check my work out, More, go to healthcoachheather.com or healthyfamiliesrule.com. I've got coaching programs on there for you. I've got a Whole Foods detox, a family reset program to really help you come off sugar, which I will definitely talk about more next week. Come follow us over on Facebook at Healthy Families Rule to do a nice, health challenge weekly to motivate and inspire you to do better. And as always, check the show notes for any little tips or handouts I give you there. Have a beautiful weekend and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.